Well, him and I don't have, obviously don't have Valentine's plans. Do you have anything? Well, uh, I personally think Valentine's Day is a stupid holiday. I and agree. so does my significant other, but yes. we'll, be, uh, we'll be going out for burgers and making fun of all the happy couples. How do you know I don't have any plans for Valentine's Day? Just I kind know. of assuming. It's Because it, I know. I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. welcome. Oh, they're here. To Freedom Wire. Welcome. Your number one source for patriotic truth. Uh, Connor, Loveless Ryan, James, I, okay. and Sean. I, I'm going to get no chance to defend myself, apparently. No, no, not at all. No chance at all. Um, we're, uh, today we're going to talk to you. It's been, uh, today is the uh, is Valentine's Day. It's also the second year anniversary of the Parkling, Parkland shootings. Um, we're going to be talking about how that has affected uh, gun rights for Americans and uh also, the uh, the impact that it's had on people. Um, so do us a favor, like the video, share it, uh, comment below. Uh, also, uh, do us a favor, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, do so. And hit the notifications bell, that way you know whenever a new episode is up. Also, when you're done doing that, please go to freedomwire.com. Sign up for the new or for the free newsletter. Uh, you get two mailings a day of the stories that are important to conservatives like you and us. And if you want to buy any of the swag, not Ryan's. I'm ready for spring. It's ready for Easter. Ready for um, Easter. You can't get that there, but you can get you can get our Freedom Wire shirts, these hats, the Freedom mugs, and uh, a lot more at FreedomWire.com. Go to the store tab and uh, buy something, please. Please. Valentine's Day gift to the Freedom Wire team. <laughs> Nothing says love like a Freedom Wire mug. Exactly. Love in a cup. Um, all right, guys. So uh, it is the two-year anniversary of... Um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Well, you guys both lived down here at the time. So what was yeah. that like? Uh, I, it, it was a weird day because I was uh, going to school uh, when I was I was in college at the time. I was going up in, up in Boca, and I was driving back down the highway in order to... Uh, get back to my house, you take the Sawgrass Expressway, and there is a bridge that is right over where Stoneman Douglas is. And when I had left school, like maybe half an hour before that, I had, you know, seen on Twitter, you know, reports of an active shooter there. And at that point, nobody knew what was going on, didn't know what to make of it. And when I hit the bridge, I just looked, and there was an ocean of police cars parked underneath it. There, there was... You know, people swarming as far as the eye can see. It was insane. I managed to, you know, move past before they shut down the highway and everything. But, like, it it was weird for me because you hear about these things all the time. But when you actually see it, it it becomes much more, much more personal. Like, you you understand the effect of it. Right. Um, My girlfriend graduated there a few years before the shooting. I have friends who knew people who went to school there. And it, it was very, very weird to see the influence it had on my community specifically. Yeah, because you live south. Which yeah, I, I, I live in the, the general area. The so, general area. Well, you know, having spent my whole life here, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas was just one of the schools that people went to. You know, like the people in the area kind of grew up there as well. So. Yeah, I, you know, it, I was... Uh, it, didn't have like I was as always it's like oh no you know that's your first reaction whenever you hear one about one of these um any any shooting but especially a school shooting um 
it makes you it makes you sad for the families and the, and the victims uh, of the victims. Um, it, may, it makes you sad when you think about how how a young life was snuffed out. Um, but as a conservative, it also you also go well. Here comes the anti gun talk. Here comes the gun control talk. Here it all comes. We know it's going to happen. And because they're going to blame the gun instead of mm-hmm. blaming the person that that perpetrated the the heinous act. I hate all the the hot takes immediately after, um, you know, for, from both sides. Because at this point, it's pretty predictable where the narrative's going to go. You know, anyone who's pro gun is immediately going to. Uh, if you're pro, if, if you're pro Second Amendment, you're going to take a stand on. You know, it wasn't the fault of the gun. It, it wasn't because of. Oh, we don't have enough gun restrictions. It was because of a bad person did a bad thing. Uh, anyone who's anti-gun is obviously going to use that to adv- advance a narrative. But when it's only a few hours after the shooting and people are already tweeting out political hot takes and uh, you know making those statements, it's like that's that's not the right time. No. for that. Like both sides, just stop it. Like address the situation <clears throat> for what it is. There's parents trying to find out if their kids are okay. Like, deal with that first. We can't even mourn as a country anymore. That's what really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. We can't even mourn. It's got to go right into politics, and you're right, it's both sides. I, I think it's more on the left, but definitely, I'm about to say, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Within, I don't even think it was, I mean, Twitter was already blown up with gun control debate stuff right after it happened. I remember that. I was just like, come on. There's 17 dead kids right now. Like, you know, students, they're never, they're a whole lot, we can't, we can't just sit there and mourn for a few days. That happened after El Paso, every mass shooting now. It goes right. Yeah, it goes right to politics. Yeah, and any sort of tragedy, like, there's always an immediate reaction of people uh, trying to put out their opinions. And the worst is when you see people do that, who they then capitalize on it and advance themselves to degrees that never would have been possible. And you, uh, Parkland was a perfect example. You saw a lot of the... Uh, kids who were then involved in, you know, the March for Our Lives movement and all these things, they, you know, got into Ivy League schools and have made careers for themselves around these things. And even extending beyond that, there are people who have written books on all sorts of subjects and everything. And it's like, well, you just made a ton of money off of a book pushing yourself and your opinions through this thing. And that just seems wrong to me. Like, I get... You know, wanting, yeah, to, profiting from wanting tragedy. to put out an issue, but the fact that people immediately start circling these horrible situations just as a way to, how can I advance myself? It's like you're standing well, on I don't, top of the bodies. I, like, I want to say, think, like, they don't do that initially. I would like to believe that these people aren't looking to make a, they don't say, oh, dead bodies, I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. What I think happens is it starts as a passion project. Yeah, that absolutely. turns into a way for them to make money. Uh, I can't be mad at that at all because look, it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a capitalist society. I mean, it's it's that somebody's going to make money. It it doesn't really, but give it time to breathe. No, it's, you, it's, you know, it's, it's like, like so frustrating to me. Yeah. And and I, you know, it's, what it makes me think of immediately is. Why do so many people care about politics now? What happened to our country? Is it is it it has to be it has to be it has to be social media. I think social media has given everybody a platform that they think that it's like looking out at like a field of people standing on soapboxes and everybody yelling 
just sitting there yelling their own opinion on top of their soapbox, and they expect everybody to listen to them, and they think that they're they're actually most people think that their opinion matters. Your soapbox grows the higher your follower count, but it doesn't mean it, your opinion's any better. No. than somebody else. Uh, everyone, not not so much that they are, you know, now having a. a platform but they're able to put their opinions out in a way that makes more people have to see them whereas you know years ago it used to be you want to express your political opinion you're basically just ranting to the five ten people around you yeah <clears throat> excuse me whereas actually you, yeah. standing on a soapbox yeah, or something. actually standing on a soapbox whereas <laughs> now you can tweet out your opinions and if they get retweeted they can see, be seen by anywhere from a few hundred to millions of people if you know it's from the right source so it's it's definitely an interesting phenomenon with how everyone is so dedicated to their own opinion. But now that, now that we're talking about the politics side of it, uh, going back to that shooting and other ones, it's they jump right. Everything with the liberal is zero sum. It's their way or the high or no way. Like so, basically, when when that shooting happened, if you didn't agree with their gun control laws, you wanted those kids to die. So you're okay with dead kids? Yeah, absolutely. First not. of all, go to hell. Second of all, I'm just saying that to you people, anybody who says that. Yeah. To us, actually, if anything, I believe there should be more guns around those schools because then that the kid would have been shot at. It would have been, like, they would have had a better chance. That's what I believe. It's like, no, I, but they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear They don't want to actually have a debate about it. They want to just, you know, it was just like anything you don't agree with them. And you don't want them to have health insurance. You want people to die. Bernie said it. Bernie Sanders has said it. So it's gun control, health care, all the, it's their way or no way. We've right. talked about it many times before, uh, I think even mentioning the Parkland shooting as an example. But uh, it's it's the hiding behind kids because there there is the uh, simultaneous thing that they do where they try to hold out the kids as these are the youth who will lead us into a, a glorious future that will be better than what we have now. But at the same time, they're eating this, Tide Pods. This, these, these, are children, <laughs> yeah. these are children who must be protected and you can't attack them. Right. So what they're saying is this is, this is our glorious leader who will show us the future, yes. but also you can't attack him because he's a vulnerable child. Well, unless they're conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In which case, then it's, all it's, bets no, are off. Yeah, all have, bets are off. They have punchable faces. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The the, the Co Covington High School kid. Yeah. Um, well, you they want you to they want kids to be able to vote at sixteen, but now they can't only gun until twenty one or something. So so back to your point about um, zero sum about no about having guns at the schools. Oh. Google, ladies and gentlemen watching or listening, Google school shooting in the seventies. And what you'll see is a teacher and a student sitting at the front of their school with shotguns <laughs> because somebody threatened to shoot the school. So what did they do is people used to carry, you know, uh, shotguns in the back of their truck. You, you know, used to be back in the day, Rednecks had a, gun rack. had a gun rack in the back of their truck and that gun was there. So when these kids went out, the teacher, the, the student went out to their truck, put up a couple chairs and sat at the front of their school with these weapons. Guess what didn't happen? A school shooting. Right. So it's like response. Here, here's here's the thing. It comes down to being a responsible, lawful gun owner. That's who gun laws affect. At all. it doesn't affect criminals. Your gun law isn't going to affect a criminal. Because if that were the case, Chicago would be the safest city in America. Their status as criminals already implies that they are not going to follow the law. 
So whatever you put in place just uh, inconveniences the people who are actually following the law already. And, you know, the, this constant thing they throw around, we got to ban assault weapons and... Uh, I have an assault... This, this yeah, is yeah. a regular mug. If you, if you commit an assault with if, that mug, it is an assault as mug. As soon as I chuck it at one of your heads, it's an assault mug. And because the Freedom Layer mugs hold more, these are like high-capacity assault mugs. Well, there, yeah, there so it's like so it's they don't understand. So so that's what that's the hard, that's the part to me that is the like makes me want to bang my head against the wall is these people don't even know. Mm-hmm. They don't know what an assault there is no assault weapon. There's there are rifles, there are handguns, there are automatics, there are semi-automatics and then there are uh Single shot, like revolvers and and uh, pump action pump. shotguns and that but kind of thing. There is no such thing as an assault weapon. Every weapon, well, by I, definition, well, actually, there is. It's every weapon, every weapon yeah. is an assault yeah. weapon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's like, okay. It's a simple test. It's like, okay. It's a simple hypothetical. I'm you're we're sitting across the table. I got a gun. You don't. I'm on a murderous rampage. I start shooting a uh, like. Aren't you going to want to have one come back to fight, right back in their face to, to protect yourself? I mean, it's a simple hypothetical. Like, well, that's just, that is why I have my concealed carry permit. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, do you have Do you have yours? No. No. Do you have your You yes. have yours. Anyway, yeah. but but back to the that's part the reason why you don't have yours. I'm lazy. Anyway, back to the part. Of, back to the part. No, not like I said, and that's like, like I'm not even a big gun. And guy, it doesn't so. even matter if you, right. you could be yeah. a guy, like right. Look, well, actually, I make a good. I'm actually a good point right here. I'm not because they have this like we're gun toting cowboys or sort of segment. I don't even have a gun, but I I believe in the Constitution of the United States. Right. That you you have that guy given right. So the reason I don't actively carry a gun with me at all times, even though I have my concealed weapons permit, is because. I'm still in the process of learning how to handle one properly. There you go. So, like, it's it's not an accessory that I want to carry around just to, you know, feel better about myself. If I'm going to carry it, it's because I'm willing to take on the responsibility of and, and being involved in these situations. Here's the problem, though. This is the, this is the problem that, that, to me, is the biggest problem with with all of gun control is, is these uh, no-gun zones. Like schools, churches, gun free zones, yeah, gun free zones. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where you're going to need it nine times out of ten. They, they declare gun free zones in places where shootings have already happened. You know, they want to make you know places of worship, churches, uh, certain businesses, and stuff like all places where shootings have already gone down. Like you've already seen, even before schools were declared gun-free zones, yeah, school we, shootings were a problem. And think about it, we just had a shooting in a church. There should be no gun-free zone. If you are a lawful gun owner, you should be able to bring your gun anywhere you, you, you choose. But I can't bring one in this building. I would have a gun on me here, but I can't bring it into the building because it's it's against corporate uh, policy or or whatnot or you know or the building's policies or whatever, so to have it would be illegal. So I don't I don't always get to carry it on my person. So but I would because think about it. it, it think about how many workplace shootings you hear about in the news. Think about how many school shootings, church shootings, um, anywhere of all these gun free zones, and that's where the shootings happen. The fact that I can't protect myself at any place that I go seems to be the biggest 
to me, the biggest problem with this whole gun control thing. Right. When we were talking about red flag laws this morning, too, that's always that's been a hot topic. And actually, conservatives, there's been certain conservative writers that have come out in favor of them. I'm, I, I, was willing, I was willing to listen to the argument at first, and then I was like, but oh, due process should override that. Right. And, and there's not proper due process. And, and, and it, it only takes one person. Right. Like, if, to me, if, like, I would listen to, to, to red flag laws if, A, there were multiple... Uh, warnings from multiple people, not just somebody trying to be vindictive, because that can happen all day long. And it's already happened. It's already happened, and a guy actually got shot because he wouldn't drop his gun. Hmm. Um, so it only takes one person for that to happen, and then there's no due process. I, I, I mean, if if I, I would say there has to be at least three different people. That say, that have heard you say or 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 seen some kind of a problem. Once that happens, before they can take your guns, you have to be evaluated. Be evaluated with it with 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 a health a mental health professional. If they clear you, if, or you know if if they're able to clear you, or you're able to argue it with a a lawyer, because this is think about what this is. This is taking your Second Amendment rights away just on the word of somebody else. They're, they're and your property. Create, they're trying to create a, a loophole for the Second Amendment of, yeah. you know, saying, oh, well, we need to take guns away from these people. And I was one of those people who, when I first heard about red flag legislation, I was on board with it. I, I liked, you know, not every aspect of it, but I liked where the, the I, liked, I liked where the mentality was. I liked where it was going. And then as we see with almost all of these things... As people discussed it, it was just a downhill or like a downward spiral of, well, we have to incorporate this and this and this. Like there has to be a middle ground between, hey, any single person can report you and your guns are taken away. And um, like the was the case with the Parkland shooter. There was like 30 plus run ins with law enforcement. I was just saying, that was and, my next point. Yeah. And multiple People saying he has access to firearms and he's mentally unstable. And they, or, and they checked on him. And they checked on yeah. him and, you know, found that he was right. problematic and nobody did anything. There has to be a middle ground there because if the law, if law enforcement has been called to your house to evaluate you because you might be a threat to people 30 plus times, that's like 20 more than should have been necessary for you to be you know, cut off from all guns for a long time. Right. And, but it also, when you put the power in like a judge or whatever, like it reminds me of the FISA court. How's that working for us? Like the FISA court, it relies on good information being, you know, trustworthy or whatever and honest. And and it's on the whims of one person. I don't like that. Uh, That's why I think the FISA thing, I don't think Trump should have reauthorized it. But, but here's why I believe red flags uh, laws sounded good to us then and don't now. Think about when they were being talked about. They, it was uh, after Dayton and El Paso, right? Right, right. Yeah. They started talking about them. Even, even my boy, Dan Crenshaw, even started talking about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he's a former Navy SEAL. And I'm like, well, wait a second. He's a conservative and a Navy SEAL and he thinks these are a good idea. But it was it was on that it's it's that still an emotional response and we cannot it's in the moment right we cannot react with emotion and that's that's the most important thing and that's what i think separates conservatives from from liberals and leftists 
right off the bat is we tend not to react emotionally. Their whole argument at least as, system, at least as far as decision making. Decision making, right. yes. But even even their whole argument system is based on emotion. Any if you choose a, an issue, okay, let's choose an issue. Let's abortion. Mm-hmm. How do they argue it? They well, it's not right for the mother. It's all about the feelings. Mm. She should be able to have her choice. Well, what about the child? The child has rights. Take uh, healthcare uh, is a great one too. Healthcare, you, yeah. You you want them all to be sick and dying? Basically. Yeah. So, so feelings. So yeah. no, no. Let's talk about the actual mm-hmm. or, or immigration. What do you want these people in cages? How does that make them feel? How do you feel about? Right. No, it's not about feeling. It's about logical explanation. By the law, we cannot operate out of emotion. We have to operate out of logic, and that's where where we. I think that's where the divide happens. I wish we could have more debate. Actually, I think in a lot of schools, having debate teams would be a great thing for this country. Well, they, they because you're not supposed to make arguments based on emotion. You're supposed to make on fact and logic and you know and precedence or whatever. I think that would be a great idea. I just kind of can't imagine. Yeah, but then you have a bunch of people that know how to debate. And <laughs> yeah, but, but you, next thing you know, there's no nothing gets done. Well, I know, uh, I know a big, <laughs> yeah, but at least you're making more sound judgment. A, a big component of debate team stuff, from what I've gathered, you know, from discussing it with people who are involved in it, is you just get assigned a topic and a stance on it. And yeah, it, it's not what do you believe. Yeah, it's. Like here, here's Prove what, this. Here, That's here's what, what you're now. proving. Yeah. So in in that sense, it's good because you might be stuck with an argument that you don't agree with, right. but you'll learn how to defend it for the sake of learning how to debate. Right, and, and that's that's the... That's the lost that's, part. That's, that's what our colleges and schools should be doing. That's what they should be... They should have to yeah. defend or at least understand both. And that's, that's where the divide comes in with America right now. It's not. It's not that. That. Uh, it's not the emotion and the logic. That's not the divide. The divide is, we can't understand each other. And the right is just as guilty of it. Yeah, I, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. But to, it's hard. It's hard to be. It's hard not to be guilty of it when they only operate out of emotion. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you get. I. I. I had an argument with a guy that I went to high school with last night about authoritarianism. I go, show me one rule. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, Dumb too. On the but it went all night. I said, show me one rule, w- one law, one policy of Trump's that is authoritarian. He goes, he doesn't need laws and policy to make him an authoritarian. Yeah, he does. I go, how do you enforce what yeah. he wants? He just does it? No. He can't just wake up and say this and make it happen. He has to use laws and policies to enforce that authoritarianism or that authoritarian rule. Well, that, that's where the resistance to Trump comes in is all emotional based because he triggers them. Yeah. And on, on that same note, I recently got the chance to sit down and have lunch with a, a guy I haven't seen or haven't hung out with since high school. Um, and we, you know, talked about a lot about politics and... You know, we we disagree on a few things, but the entire conversation was respectful and logical, and we left the restaurant better friends than we were when we went in. Right. Like, I felt I had a newfound respect for him. He felt the same for me. And, yeah, there were a few issues where we disagreed on things, but we were both able to present, hey, here's what I think. I'm not trying to put down what you think. And it's those kinds of conversations that are 
sadly lacking. We need more of those and fewer, oh yeah, Trump's an authoritarian, I don't have to prove it yeah. because we all just know it. And, and again, in a, in a republic, there's supposed to be debate. There's supposed to be, so I, I kind of get a little frustrated. I hear both say, there, there's this mythical time where we all got along. That's not true. We're, you're supposed to have debates. We just, it we doesn't just, mean it's divisive either. It's just, it's just we are able yeah. to have it more often now because mm-hmm. of social media. But I'm saying, yeah. but yeah, but like it's just because people disagree doesn't mean they're divided. It's just no, yeah, but it is. Now it's, it yeah. is because it's now, but not throughout. I'm saying, but historically, uh, historically no. That's historically, what I'm saying. No, and, yeah. and people, people are you know they're biased to their own generation. So if you take a step back and look at politics, I think I've talked about this on podcast four 1960s. People were getting blown up in the streets. You know, like. Riots. We're not to that stage yet. We could be if we're not careful, but we're not right now. But social media, I think that is a big part of it because it's instantaneous. You can get your opinion, and it's emotional a lot of times. And I'm guilty of it too. I'll see, I'll be reading some article and I'll post it on my Facebook because I'm pissed about it. Like I'm like it's instantaneous release on, you know, out into the world of your opinion in yeah. the moment. Yeah, but it's like we need to get out of the emotion, and we need to let logic rule our decision making and our. Uh, you know, and what we actually say and do, and and unless you know what I'm saying, it's like we need to be better at that. That's that's what separates humans from animals is uh, how we react to things. You know, what does a dog do when you when you try to kick it? It tries to bite you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's what an animal. That's how an animal reacts. So then everybody tries to kick the dog, and then you go to try to pet it. What's it gonna do? It's gonna bite you. It's because we need, that's how we're reacting now, is we think we're going to get kicked. Meanwhile, sometimes they just want to pet us. So, uh, (laughs) as weird an analogy as that is. Yeah, weird weird metaphor there, but it works. Um, Pavlov's dog, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the way that we've come to, you know, approach political disagreements is that you automatically go in... uh, Kicking the dog. Distrust or mistrusting (laughs) the other side. Yeah. You just... Instantly assume the worst. Like if we're we've we've kind of been conditioned to if we're approaching a debate with a leftist, it's all right. They they want to kill babies and abolish the border and hate and, God and they hate God and they hate Trump and they want to have you know all all guns removed from everybody and they want AOC to be president. And if you approach someone to have Oof. a conversation, <laughs> expecting that to come from them. Then you're going to go in, you know, a little bit more more tense and you know uh, more aggressive, whereas both they might think, oh, this is a guy who wants guns in the hands of teachers, just with no background checks or anything, and a guy who wants immigrant children in cages, and a guy who wants Trump to get away with whatever. Can we just he say this? Can we just say this? Because you just put it out there. Nobody wants kids in cages. Not us. Not Trump. Trump doesn't want these kids in cages either. I'm so sick of these the that being one of the things. You guys want kids in cages. Nobody wants kids in cages. Yeah, but exactly. Like, like everyone's been kind of conditioned through either social media or political rhetoric or whatever to assume the worst about the person who disagrees with them. And if you kind of just take a second to work to understand where the other person is coming from, you, you don't vilify them. As much it, you, you approach them as another human being who has a different opinion, but together you can work to try to find the middle ground. That's probably where the solution is. But I think the condition part is true, and it kind of wraps around to how we how you started it earlier in the podcast about how 
we like you know when the when Marjorie Stone shooting happened, you're, you're you know your first you you know you're like, but then it's here it comes, and you're conditioned to want to have to like fight back again and again that because that's that is the the left's fault. I don't care the, because like and then if we fight back against them, then oh how dare you? You know it's like well because we can see it coming. We're just that's how it repeats itself. It's a cycle. Shooting, they blame it on guns, and we fight back, and then they're all offended. Like, yeah. Not not fight back, but like mm-hmm. they're the, 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 yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, we we try to debate back why we don't want our rights taken away. Yeah, and they immediately jump to well, I guess you want dead kids. But like, think of how soon after the Stoneman Douglas shooting, uh, CNN had that town hall with that was uh, horrible. All the or a lot of the teachers and kids there, the uh, Marco Israel. Rubio, Scott Israel, um, Dana Lash, the, Dan, yeah, Dana Lash. Uh, all these people, like that was. Pretty quickly, like it wasn't, you know, just a, a few days, but it was, you know, within within the same month, I think. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks at yeah, least. Yeah, like, you know, not really. Wait, wait, wait to be a yeah. And that 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 town hall was a disaster on all fronts, but you, you saw how how the ripples from that kind of extended outwards, and it even contributed to Scott Israel being removed uh, mm-hmm. yeah. from, from as sheriff, which. I'm, was I'm, it DeSantis in favor that of, did that? Or yeah, did DeSantis came in and the best. took I'll him out. Man, yeah. talk about bipartisan appeal. I've heard a lot of Democrats talk about how much they like DeSantis. 2024, mm-hmm. look out. He could be... Well, yeah. I don't think... No, I think he needs to stick in Florida, get Florida straight, do what he's doing. Well, I want him to, but I'm just saying. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, right, but, right. hey, he, he, uh, he got Scott Israel out after all that, so yeah, I, I approve of it. So... Uh, Again, it, it's terrible that we have to talk about this at all. Um, that people are sick enough that 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 they their only course of action that they think can make them feel better is by killing other humans. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a shame, and I think that's a breakdown of the American healthcare system. Mental health, yeah. Mental health. Um, I don't think it's you don't. Here's the thing: is is there's too much blame on the on the tool and not the uh, person wielding the tool, unless it's the cops, and then then they, then it switches. Right. Before we close out, I was just to say, the, uh, and this would be a whole topic in itself. Is when we talk about gun deaths, suicides are, are more prevalent than homicides. That's a national issue that should be we should all be talking. Yeah, about. So we have we have a mental huge. health crisis that is yeah. spilling over in violent ways, yeah. and you know when when we all engage in these things of immediately just start discussing the politics of the situation instead of, you know, trying to take some time to mourn the loss. What we do is reduce all the people who just died to a statistic. Um, you know, 17 kids were, were murdered at uh, Stoneman Douglas two years ago today. And, like, the set, the 17 gets thrown around as a number to prove a point. Uh, and and, and you want to know what's sad? What's sad, and, and I'm, is I couldn't name one of those children. Mm-hmm. And I, but you, that's name, you could name, name David Hogg yeah, and Emma I, Gonzalez. Yes, I could. Yeah, yeah. I, I could name you know some of the the ones whose families had you know books that that went out. Yeah, um, and, 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 and I'm Meadow, so, who's Meadow Pollock, whose dad wrote a book and everything. And I'm but, sorry about that. Yeah. I really am. You know, I wish I had that in me. You know, that I mm-hmm. I could remember these these kids' names, yeah. but I. You and know, like we, like I, I remember the name of the shooter. I I refuse to say it. I'm not gonna. Put his name out there or anything, but we what, are, what is we were, he? Voldemort. Yeah, we 
Yes, like he's not Voldemort. He's there, but there are but there are some there are statistics that uh, or some studies that prove that the that they do encourage some shootings if they, yeah. from other shootings when they release. So you know, I I just personally try yeah. to because yeah. I don't want because yeah, if I can't remember the names of the people he killed, I don't want to remember. Yeah, his. but you do remember yes. his name. Not speaking, it doesn't. Not no, but he's just like there is good mm-hmm. evidence. Like I think Daily Wire or one. Yeah, some Daily Wire does it a couple other ones because that, there's 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 yeah. statistics to prove that just that, just yeah. to remove his name yeah. from the conversation. But yeah, for future um, copycats. But yeah. so let's, anyway, that's anyway my, my my point was more so just take the time to mourn these people and don't reduce them to a statistic because of political Agreed. disagreements. Agreed. Yeah. That's a good place to end it. I think. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed or at least learned something from this conversation. I doubt that it was an enjoyable experience. It's a somber, it's a yeah. somber subject, and it should be treated as such. Um, but uh, hopefully you got something out of it. So please like the video, share it, comment below. What are your thoughts um, as far as the responses to these kinds of things let us know below also uh subscribe to the to the channel if you haven't already hit the notifications bell i think it's like up here somewhere um hit that over there that way you'll know every time a new episode is up and as always uh please join the uh subscribe to the newsletter it's free 100 free um go to freedomwire.com you get two mailings a day with all the stories that we come up with and uh, conservatives like you will find interesting. And while you're there, please go to the store tab, buy some stuff, because uh, we need it. We need the money. Come on. Look so, at, we got to buy Ryan a new shirt. I, I spilled on it yesterday. <laughs> uh, other than that, you guys have anything you want to add? I'm super psyched for President's Day. Ready for it? Guys, it's going to be a ranger. Right. Ready to celebrate with a day off of work. All right. But patriotism never sleeps. We never stop. We never off the clock. Freedom never sleeps. We are never off the clock. Um, So, as always, first of all, number one, happy Valentine's Day. If you're watching this, uh, it's probably belated, but it's okay. Happy Valentine's Day. Squeeze somebody you love. Um, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That's the second thing. Squeeze somebody you love. Was that a Joe Biden reference? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's somebody, somebody you love. love. Okay. And, or don't love. Or don't even know. Sniff <laughs> <laughs> somebody you don't know. And as always, stay free, America.